With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello to anyone listening. This is the Robert Lego pod. RL pod. What was it? Whatever it is. Uh, just shaking off the rust there. Um, okay, so I I got this book that I, I kind of went through all my collection, my library, and I found this one book that I thought, you know how on the previous podcast I've said that I've wanted to do kind of like a thing, uh, a little tidbit uh, information research that kind of doesn't really go to, uh, or I should say it doesn't go into enough material to write a blog or to do an entire show on or to try to sort them out and build a narrative within the similar ones. Uh, instead, I'll just throw in a couple of facts. And th- this book is, I remember I was wa- I was listening to the How Stuff Works podcast and a couple of the shows on there. And they mentioned the uh, bathroom reader. And I, I guess it was a thing that came out in the past where it was just like a, is a weekly reader the similar thing? Uh, well, anyway, the, the point is, th- it's just uh, a little magazine with some info that you might uh, find interesting. And uh, this is a thousand and one facts that will scare the shit out of you. It's uh, the uh, it's not S H I T S S. What is it? Pound. Now it's called hashtag and star, and then T. Like that matters much. Um, and it's written by Carrie McNeil. So I'm going to read a couple of uh, the points that I highlighted here and see just to throw out some some food for thought. Should I put these at the end? No, because then I might, I might speak on them and extend the show. Okay. It's a good thing I planned this, right? Um, okay, so fact number 14 in this book. Bacteria multiply between temperatures of 40 degrees and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So be careful when reheating food in slow cookers or chafing dishes. This is good news for those who like fast food drive throughs The French fries, they're usually around 34 Fahrenheit. Um, just to, uh, I, I should have said this before, but each one of these facts has a really lame, sometimes um, offensive joke at the end of it. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, it's funny that on one of them, the author writes uh, something about anxiety or worry and saying, well, you know, what's really difficult is writing a joke, a thousand and one jokes. Okay, so this second one. Oh, wait, did I have anything to say about that one? Uh, yes, actually, this is something that I've thought of and I haven't really found a, uh, how would you say a definite answer? And 
uh, okay, so this is specifically talking about bacteria and what it could, where it could multiply. But if you remember the Vita, Vitamix, there, there's, there's these series of blenders that spin so fast that the blade causes enough friction to heat up the, whatever it's blending to like a hot soup. I, I believe on one of them, one of the recipes is uh, you blend peas and a couple other things, and then you just let it blend for who, uh, who knows how long it was. But anyway, the, the just the rotation of the blades uh, sliding through the m molecules or whatever and, and warming everything up is is that much. So I, I wondered if that Vita mix is doing that to the food where does it draw the line where does it kill bacteria and i, I guess uh or i because it here just says bacteria it could be good bacteria i would assume and if that blade is spinning that fast and isn't it i i get that you blend it so much uh to such a small degree that you can digest it easier and you pull out the nutrients out of it at least that's what the claim was with all the juicing stuff from my childhood all the uh, infomercials, but so the uh, bacteria is being killed by this. Does that mean that you're killing off the good bacteria that you need out of the vegetables and fruits? Uh, and I, I never really understood that. I, I've done the that licensing thing so for food people that work with food, and it it gets into specific things like this, but. It, there's still a big question in my mind. The other one is dehydration. I really wonder how much of the actual nutrients and beneficial things in foods is taken out. I would think dehydration does a lot more because, I mean, let's face it, water is life. And if you're extracting it, then it'd be hard to believe that there's anything of benefit there. Uh, and uh, that's why they got into the cryo and all the other stuff that McDonald's started looking into and developing. Um, see what I mean? These these get kind of <laughs> involved. Uh, and so uh, what was the other thing uh, about bacteria? Uh, the blending. And so the, my thought also is, I mean, here it warns you about slow cookers. And I wondered that too, because... Obviously, it'd probably be concerning to do pork in a slow cooker. They'd probably not recommend that. But there is um, also claim that the low heat it allows the the nutrients to stay in the food longer. And it, maybe I'm just mixing up all these different things. But um, I don't know if uh, I'll figure something out where if you are yelling at your headphones right now the answer then you can maybe message me or something uh, i'm not sure right now i think talk shoes probably the best place to say something and okay so fact the second fact that i highlighted here is fact number 28 think you're avoiding mono yeah whoa start over think you're avoiding monosodium glutamate msg by checking product labels, you could be wrong. Food makers now conceal MSG in packaged foods by listing it under other names, such as autolyzed or hydrolyzed vegetable protein, torula yeast, soy extracts, yeast extract, and protein isolate. 
uh, and the, here's I think that we're going to get into the joke now. So the next time you're at a Chinese restaurant, instead of asking no MSG, please say no autolyzed or hydro hydrolyzed vegetable protein, toluya yeast, soy extracts, yeast extract, and protein isolate, please. And the waiter will still nod and smile as if the MSG wasn't already in the food, and he could remove it even if he could. Any, jeez, oh, wasn't already in the food, and he could remove it even if he had any intention of doing so, which he doesn't. Oh, by the way, the first one is from... This is great because it's it cites all of them. Uh, what was it? Fact number 14. Uh, Catherine Zarotsky. Food po the, the name of the article is Food Poisoning. How long can you safely keep leftovers? Nutritional and health eating expert answers Mayo Clinic. Okay, Mayo Clinic. And then this one, the MSG one, is uh, Mike Adams. Uh, he would go by the Health Ranger. I've talked about him in the past. Uh, and that one's called Grocery Warning, the Seven Most Dangerous Ingredients in Conventional Foods. And it's organicconsumers.org, I guess, in 2006. And also Myrna Chandler Goldstein and Mark Allen Goldstein. Controversies in Food and Nutrition, Greenwood Publishing Group, 2002. Okay, and let me just go through... Oh, uh, so MSG, this is just like... What is it? Uh, bi bis yes, bisphenol A. And then they're like, oh, make sure it doesn't have BPA. And then they create this new thing called BPB. And it turns out, shockingly, it's pretty much the same thing. It still releases chemicals that mimic estrogen hormones and all that bad stuff in the body and uh, the only thing different is the A was changed to a B uh, it, it feels so Orwellian doesn't it I, I have something that I'm going to talk about later about Orwell uh, okay so the other fact was fact number 37 the well known poison arsenic is approved by the FDA as an additive to poultry feed and given to at least 70% of chickens raised for cons consummation in the United States. Arsenic has been linked to cancer, birth defects, diabetes, and death. And then, if you want to hear the joke, if you're curious. Uh, worse, arsenic has almost no taste. They could at least use cyanide, which is every bit as lethal but has the flavor of delicious almonds and who doesn't love almond chicken okay all right so those are there's two articles cited feeding arsenic to poultry is this good medicine question mark and uh, i don't know going green okay and the other one is called playing chicken avoiding arsenic in your meat and that is iatp.org. Okay, and that's uh, Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy. Okay, so there you have it. There's three facts that you can chew on with your brain. Um, there is something that that actually links to that I, I've been wanting to talk about. And I, well, I've mentioned before it. It's just since I've read that that book on In and Out and how he kind of stayed with 
uh, fresh meat and not freeze it and all, all these other things. I I actually even recently heard that this person worked. I, I don't remember if they were a manager or it's my cousin's friend. Uh, and he was telling him, like, look, I've worked at a lot of restaurants, some expensive, some cheap. And he says, now, it doesn't matter if you go to high end Italian restaurant number chain name inserted here or I don't know the steakhouse that's kind of known uh, down there uh, it doesn't really matter it, their majority the majority of their food is frozen it's already prepped and everything but all they're doing is just warming stuff up which is crazy because that's what Taco Bell did my cousin worked there and he was saying yeah everything is already just in a package you you want spicy chicken you there's a um like a giant plastic bag he actually uh showed me one of the bags and uh it's right out of the freezer you drop it in hot water leave it there a little while i don't know if they microwave it also and then yeah they just fill their little tray so that the next customer can get warm chicken uh spicy chicken uh but so this was something that was incremental, little by little. They, they, first of all, what happens is these weaselly people step between the consumer and, and the producer, and they're saying like, oh, w wait a second, you, what do you want? You want, uh, you want apple juice? All right, I'll, I'll talk to that farmer that you know I don't know, a couple miles up and I'll be your middleman. Whenever you need apple juice, let me know and I'll sell it to you. And then he starts adding a little percentage for himself. Well, what happens later is that that little percentage is not worth it anymore. And so he starts cutting corners. He starts maybe buying the apples and preserving them. Maybe he's extracting them and figuring out ways to freeze them so that when, I don't know, one year if the apples aren't selling well, then he can just stick with last year's crop. And what happens is the nutrients start getting depleted further and further. And then in other, uh, let's say in bigger picture, let's say it's, it's meat and other types of foods like that, they start going the route where they're starting to put more and more chemicals that are known to be harmful to the body. And just the fact that carnauba wax isn't digested by your body, they're like, no, it doesn't matter. It just goes right through you. Then they start to think that it's okay to spray those on apples and a lot of the vegetables that you see around. Uh, my Again, my notes are always all over the place. It's really hard to keep track of all the info, but... I remember going to a supermarket and picking up, uh, it was tomatoes, and they had a, a very distinct oiliness to them. And so I looked around at the box, and it actually had, this produce has been treated with blah, blah, blah. And I wrote that down, so I, I, I was eventually going to do research, but I got to show you my list of things to look up. I, I mean, if I had... An entire year to myself I don't know that I can get through all of these things but a little by little I mean they're not going anywhere uh, and um, I don't know maybe people will jump on more and more and it'll be worth uh, sharing all that stuff uh, but 
so the the problem and the, which is what I feel now that I, I truly feel this they've messed with our food so much that what is left today is either you start growing all your own stuff and you go that route and you're spending tons at farmers markets but then as they reveal in documentaries the produce ends up being a guy that's not even an organic farmer so you're overpaying for stuff that you could just buy at the supermarket and then that scam is revealed and 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 happens it's like the only way would be to have people i mean go back to basics where it's just your neighbor and you share your tomatoes he gives you some of his i don't know potatoes or whatever and that way you know that it's not treated with pesticide it's not coated with some weird thing it's not it's not going to lead to a debate where it's like i i don't want that in my food oh but it's not bad well people say that it's harmful and some claim that it has caused effects oh but the scientists say blah 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 it's approved by the fda and at that point I don't know that it's worth it. This is something that's been changing in me more and more. I I'm am I getting jaded? I I'm losing momentum in arguing with people because let's face it if somebody's not ready to learn or willing to learn then it's it's just going to be wasted effort. Uh, not to sound uh, a entire uh, downer, but um, okay. So back to to food, and so what happened today is that it's a lot easier, and rather than spend a ton of money that route, it's a lot easier. I, I I've starting to feel to become vegan or vegetarian. That way, you avoid all the, these chemicals and these glues. I, I've talked about this glue that they they rub on certain meats and then they stack another piece on it, this is why when you buy chicken strips obviously it would be very difficult to cut strips out of the chicken that way maybe breast pieces and then just keep uh laying those out but next time you have that uh and i i guess even nuggets are another way you can check this bite into it halfway and then pull and just tear it out and look and see if the grain of the fibers of the meat are going in one direction oftentimes you'll find that it's going one direction and then all of a sudden it abruptly changes a different direction yet those two different fibers are connected together well there's a chemical I, i've seen it even on youtube videos where people do DIY things and they show you oh look this is completely harmless it's it's fine it's you we use it the FDA is approved it and I, I don't buy it if it binds meats together like that then I I just I it's hard for me to believe that it's not harmful to us uh, and so it, it's just a sad state that unless you live close to the country where you can go I don't know to a farmer and buy most of your produce from them or you have a big enough yard where you can grow enough food to feed your family it's very very difficult to avoid all the nonsense all the chemicals all these things that are ruining your health and then you're dependent on the pharma uh cartels you're, you're uh you're a victim to their system and and their thing so it, it really is that uh, mexican 
famous saying where it's like you you go to the doctor and he makes you sick you go to the therapist and he makes you sad you go to the and no matter where you go everybody wants a piece of you and they want to pull you down uh it's it's very telling it's it's very bible like in that everything around you is of the earth and it's dragging you down and you need to keep your spirits up and uh align with a a greater good um okay so yeah food sucks uh it's it's so hard though you know i i i've really enjoyed what i've been doing lately is uh at at my home we'll try to do our cooking on sunday nights so that uh first of all it doesn't heat up the whole house maybe by sunday night you don't have any guests over so you don't worry uh, you do your cleanup that night and you don't worry about dishes for the most part unless you take lunch and you can get all your cooking done for the entire week because I my weekdays fly by. I rarely have much time for anything. So um, I, I've been trying to figure that out and set priorities and figure out what I really uh, care about. Um yeah, food sucks. What else? Um, there was... Should I do the Orwell thing I teased? No, this is a little more connected to this. So uh, speaking of food, I came across this and let me see. This was on Penn Sunday School episode 608. PSS? Penn Sunday School. Yeah, I believe that's the podcast. Um, and he, the guy was talking, it was Dr. Green. He was talking about the major infectious diseases and where they came about. And his claim was that uh, domestication of certain animals has caused these diseases. Now, as you know, we've been talking a lot about this because the COVID thing. Now, there's so much that... that points you one direction and the other so it's very hard to really um know what what is true but i i really doubt that this is a natural thing and uh, in a nutshell i mean it's it's this um this virus that it, that went from swine to the human and it, it multiplied and who knows if it was something that was here in january and then it mutated and that's the giant spike that we saw in the people that are really getting hurt um i i uh, lost somebody and i didn't lose that uh loved one to the virus itself uh but the weakness that the, that was left after it. So the virus was completely out of the system. There was no, uh, there was no test that showed it. Uh, so the the length of of COVID illness was only a couple of weeks, and then uh, there was complications beyond that. So luckily, because of that, uh, and I'll just tell you now, but I, I will do a audio on him or I might have it up I don't know the order of where how I'm releasing these but it was my father and it was really difficult I don't want to get into it in this audio but uh, there's a lot of really um, 
concerning things. And we were lucky that he did not pass from the virus because if he did, we probably wouldn't have got the body or the ashes because it's tied to this thing. Uh, and so, I don't know, I, I just keep thinking a, a phrase that summarizes it, and it's that my father was killed by the elite, not by the uh, COVID virus. Um, but, okay, so the different, uh, so when goats were domesticated, according to Dr. Green, tuberculosis came about. Now, when uh, a combination of goats and sheep were were domesticated the measles virus was created now i don't know if it's that the domestication allows us to stay with the animals closer and have a, a closer relationship and interaction with them and that causes that virus to eventually mutate to a point where it can jump species uh at least this is the claim again with the medical stuff it, it's it's very um uh appealing to authority if you remember, it's one of the logical fallacies, and it's just, I'm the doctor, I went to school, I got in debt, so I'm right. And it's this thing that, again, you can't argue. If you're in the hospital and you're being offered the flu vaccine and you start to point out that you don't think that it's safe, of course, you're going to spill out a bunch of rhetoric that doesn't really address the cases that you you're ready to bring up okay and so uh, moving on camels when camels were domesticated smallpox came about when pigs were domesticated this is tied to the covid and then all the other things uh, whipping cough was uh, came about when ducks were domesticated influenza came about when chickens were domesticated typhoid fever came about and when the water buffalo it was leprosy and uh, cattle and horses we ended up having the common cold out of them um, cattle it's only common to them I, I'm not sure what my note is there uh, but yeah so uh, I also have some notes just because I mentioned this here. I, I have a whole section with just all the virus stuff, but uh, the fatality rate for H5N1 is 50%. It's levels about uh, Ebola. And H7N9 is about 40% fatality rate. Uh, Alcohol, the, the percentage of alcohol that's needed to kill the COVID-19 virus is 30%. Uh, also, COVID-19 was listed in, here it is, on Lysol. Lysol has coronavirus in list of, of things that it kills. So if you have a Lysol bottle, run over there. I'll wait. Okay, you got it? Um, check the label on the side, and it's going to say this works to kill such and such you should find corona the coronavirus listed on there um <clears throat> okay another thing the sars virus uh, now i'm just spilling all the info that's on here just in case i forget on the end another one uh sars you know the the coronavirus the sars coronavirus it's the sars i guess it was just called sars before but anyway, the SARS coronavirus is patented 
and here's the number if you want to look it up US 2006257852 and it's by Chiron C H I R O N Corporation in Emmerville, California. Um I noticed actually since we're on this, let me look this up because June let me see. On June eighteenth. Uh, June eighteenth significance. Okay, so uh, June 18th, on this day, U.S. President James Madison signed the Declaration of War against Great Britain, initiating the War of 1812, which arose chiefly from U.S. grievances over oppressive marine practices during the Napoleonic Wars. So, I guess that's that's what happened. But I, I looked that up because that was the day that the uh, freeway signs in California were changed from something related to the virus. That's the day that they dropped it. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that they had given a date that everything was going to be reopened. And I, I, I'm not positive, but I'm wondering if it wasn't on that date. Um, but there, there's obviously some other things. Um, coronation of the Chinese governor, Li, Li Yang. Uh, American Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman. Battle of Waterloo. Winston Chir Churchill. I don't know. I, again, I, maybe that these are just stretches, but it's fun. Okay, so what else was it? What else? Uh, Thirty percent of alcohol is needed for to kill COVID. Um, was there? I don't know. Maybe that was it for that one. Um, I don't know, man. Okay, let, let's get into George Orwell, and then we can, um, then we can, kind of build a bigger narrative on this stuff. Uh, I, I was reviewing some of my notes, and I came across this that I, I always liked. I mean, I, I came to the trivium because I was asking myself, I wonder if there's a some sort of technique or procedure to find out if something is true or not. And that, that led me there. But I always like uh, finding things that are just that type of advice that can help anyone. And uh, I really like this one. It's about uh, George Orwell, the 1984. And I'm not sure where I got this, but it must have been on a podcast that um, that I came across it. So I'm just looking at okay. Like yeah, let me do the Orwell, and then I have another quote by uh, Leon Festinger. Okay, so 1984, Orwell. These are five things that happen in Orwell that are happening in our world. And I've always been curious about that because when you see certain things in the media, you see like the police brutality and all this other stuff, it starts to cement those key things about Orwell or um, 
Bradbury or uh, any of these apocalyptic sci-fi writers. And so the five things. Number one, dumbed down by the educational system. And this is a big one. This is why I was saving this specific list because this is something that I personally dealt with. And I know that in my recent changes with uh, going through a divorce and all the events around that, I um, realized that often uh, I'm, I'm really trying to be cautious not to uh, offend here or, or to group wrongfully, but I've encountered a couple of people that are college students that have very little reasoning ability or uh geez there there's a did i write it down it's on my phone the a great way to explain it i heard ravi zacharias um okay here it is uh ravi zacharias is in um a christian apologetic he does apologetics um, and so he, he says this in the younger generations, it seems that there's been a shift. And of course, it's it's all how society has brought things and technology and all this push to modernization. So he says that uh, how it's a, a trying thing to talk to the younger generations because they it's a generation that listens with its eyes and thinks with its feelings and uh emotional yeah and it, if you remember i i this is how, what i was trying to remember in my head i remembered that uh so there's emotions and there's feelings emotions are important because they they've brought some information to you but feelings is a result of uh, uh something that happened to you uh, that's why you have an emotional fear response. You react almost like instinctually, like something more deep inside your psyche than logical fear. And uh, so he explains that the modern generation, if they're reading, if they're, uh, how what was it? Jeez, did I just... If they're listening with their eyes, then we need to visually stimulate them as we're trying to make our point. And uh, uh, the feeling part, it, it's about identity and it's about respect back and forth. And there, there's another part that he kind of mentions that I'm kind of chewing on. I, I'm not bringing it on yet because I need to really understand each aspect. And it's uh, the principles of communication. Um Okay, so that's the dumbed-down education system. Another thing I've mentioned, the video called um, Point of Personal Privilege. I hope my pop filter is working good. Uh, the video where uh, Joe Rogan has brought it up in the past, and he in the video you have somebody, Point of Personal Interest, can, can we please stop using such and such language? and then another person is uh, personal point of interest can can we please and this thing goes on comically for i don't know maybe a minute or two and you realize after a certain amount of time where everybody's just 
barely getting settled and agreeing to not use certain words and certain uh, certain terms, they have not touched a single thing. And when I was going both when I was in high school and when I went to art school, remember, it's just a cheap trade school. It's not like I mean, it was expensive, but it wasn't a great place. But anyway, I remember there there was girls in the class and multiple times I remember that women, again, trying to be careful here, women are, I feel, a little more, um, how would you say, sensitive to abandonment. And because of that, there's uh, subconsciously, I feel, this... Uh, how would you say like uh, leaning leaning towards a group mentality and I remember seeing that in such an irrational state I mean we hear a lot about toxic masculinity lately and this is the exact opposite this is a, a feminist movement that contains no rational thought behind it it's such a how would you say a, such a group think uh, um track that there's no how would you say there's no uh conversation there and i remember seeing there there was girls that i had talked to in the past and we had good talks i mean when you're in for example art school most everybody around you is into some type of art so there's always that one thing that you can connect with with anybody you know that somebody's a graphic designer you're like hey what do you want to get into what motivates you and and you can have a talk with almost anybody. Well, there were some girls that uh, I, growing up, and I'm, it's funny that I'm talking about them as if they're from another planet. I just remember how when there was a debate about women struggle, women's struggles or their rights or just any t- type of thing that questioned uh sexual norms or just just anything that that caused them to get defensive they would switch and become so irrational that i just couldn't understand that uh i i mean the way i saw it if a guy was if you point out like let's say you're saying guys are great guys are great yeah what about ted bundy what about these murderers and he, a guy won't really stand and defend it but if it's a thing where a woman is is in that state and it's in this specific scenario that I'm talking about, it's just a... And I I don't know if it's just that young thing that they want to just dig their heels in. And I I don't mean women. I just mean in general anybody. When they are... uh, Peterson warns against this because if you... Somebody is standing on their beliefs really, really concretely and you start to chip away at them, their foundation is falling apart. So rather than rebuild it or or admit that they were wrong, stand back on the sand and start to build their thesis once more, it's a lot easier to just, uh, how would you say, attack and, and swing and just bite and kick and do everything to have them stop chipping away at their foundation because there there's no concreteness below it there's no uh, ethical morality that just is it's living beyond that um i i hope that one didn't go as long as i um okay
So that was <laughs> that was the first one. So dumbed down by the educational system. I feel that uh, it's sad in when you're in a state that you have people that we have a society that has a lot of degrees. There's so many people with degrees that really do nothing for them. And it seems to keep climbing up. Tuition is just going up higher and higher. And it, the education itself is just getting lower and lower. And all this political correctness, all this point of personal privilege, all that stuff is throwing more and more in abortion rights. And it should be the woman's right. And it should be the blah, blah. And, and it's just a never ending debate that just divides and divides. And it gets to the point where now you're going to go into a classroom, you're going to sign up and the, the first day they're going to cover pronouns and who needs to hear certain type of pronouns and set some rules and maybe introduce everybody. And then it's going to be so many little things like that, where it's going to be a few days before you even crack the books open and start to learn some things. It, it really is just so uh, uh, in its head. It's so bad backwards that it on its head, I should say it, that it, there's no, <sighs> There's no consensus? I don't know. What do I know? Okay, so number two of the George Orwell things. Um, indoctrinated by corporate mass media. This is clearly seen now, but so far there seems to be a tearing of the veil. Have you noticed that it seems like the curtain is kind of tearing? We have uh, so many accusations of... Uh, and, and suspicion that maybe they are arrested. What is it? Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah. Uh, Ellen actually is really trying to grab onto this sinking ship and hoping to stay afloat long enough to get and jump onto the next show that she's going to do. And uh, so people are saying how terrible she is, which it, it's no secret I've heard it multiple times with so many guests on Rogan and, and many other podcasts, uh, even Adam Carolla back when I used to listen to him. And now it just what all of a sudden she, the actors are even coming out and saying like, no, Ellen was nice to me. I just find it so demonic to think that there's people that have been insulted. They probably got brought to tears by this woman and they're, I don't know, going home and they, they're sitting at a bus stop waiting or they're driving by a bus or a, a bus stop or a billboard and they have this woman, Ellen, and she's just smiling and it looks like it's such a comical joy f that she has that it's like that Barbie at the end of uh, the Toy Story movie where she's smiling so hard that it's like it's, it looks like it's painful. Uh, but how odd must that feel? It's like when... There's a convicted pedophile and then you he's famous, so he's fine and he's around kids and he's like, oh, that's in his past. And everybody's looking past it like it's nothing. And I can only I, I only feel for the the victims that have to stare at this woman's face after she was such a monster to them. And not only that, but portray herself as the exact opposite. It's just there's no other way to describe it. It's just so monstrous, so scary, so inhuman. And OK, so mass media, uh, again, it's one of those things that it's even concerning now, because when you do a search for a certain uh, conspiracy or rumor or whatever it is that you want to research, it's it's just 
official things. And why is it that the L.A. Times gets the top of the freaking search results, yet when you click on it, it's like, oh, your articles are are, are met. Please subscribe. So it's like not only is, is, are they clouding the search, on top of that, you have to pay for it. It's, it's such a annoying system. And if only there was like a hashtag or some sort of thing that you can put. Give me one sec. Okay. Um, mass media indoctrination, uh, search results. What? Where was I? Um, oh, yeah. So if only there was a thing where you can search um, – something like uh is there a virus facility in wuhan and then just type in hashtag i, I was going to say no bs no something like no corporate um articles and all the research would have to be something where it's a, a publisher or a reporter that it doesn't have ties to any of the big giant corporations and are possibly pushing pushing a message possibly uh okay so then number three uh social engineered by holly weird movies pop culture music and tv programming of course, uh, I've talked about this so much before. Every time you have a conspiracy theorist in uh, the media, you have Dwight. You have uh, the guy, Ron, Ron, what is the Ronson? So the, whatever, the guy from the other office show, um, Parks and Rec. And it's like, it's always somebody, it's not somebody cool. It's never somebody that is uh respected or listened to it's always a clown and uh this shows that all these little things are just little tidbits that feed th the people it gives them these little ideas little by little and incrementally build into what are you a conspiracy theorist it's these type of um a regurgitation of uh what are you a 911 truther and it, it comes out without them even realizing what they're standing for uh which is weird i i had uh, uh i mentioned it before the sam tripley rules of the ronin uh, don't defend corporations don't defend people you don't know and whatever the other ones were uh but yeah check number three um culture music tv you know what real quick before i move on to number four I keep thinking about the superhero um, trend. And even back then when it was comics, it's all tied into some shadiness too. I, I was even thinking that Hulk, um, the gamma radiation, all of the radiation stuff, it's all coming about when they were doing radiation research. And it, yeah, maybe the, the thing just spawned all these thoughts of, whoa, what if you could radiate a human? What would he do? And then it just builds this superhero thing. But there's a deeper thing where you can tell that it's kind of hijacked and they kind of turn the steering wheel another way where Thanos' message turns out to be not, I want to kill a bunch of people so that death can fall in love with me, but it becomes... I'm going to wipe away half the population so that the earth isn't overpopulated. It, it, you can see how the elite just jump on this thing, wrestle it to the ground, and then make it do their bidding. And uh, I, I make it sound like the original story was innocent. Um, but 
uh, and then the, the the archetype of the superhero itself is is what they want. They want you to treat the guy that sits in the president chair as king, as the guy that decides the rules, the guy that can make the hard choices that we can't. It's just such a, a message of subservience to a higher authority. And we all know how that ends up. Look at uh, Japan for how many years did they think that their leaders were actual deities? It, it just builds this um, narrative that is just so harmful to the human uh, the, the human itself. It's why they say that it's such a great thing that America was founded on Christian uh, beliefs because we wouldn't have the rights that we do if it weren't for that. Um, yeah, that's going to lead me to some other conversations, but I, that might be for the other podcast. Um, number four, we've been drugged, brainwashed, and robbed by Big Pharma and the American healthcare racket. Um I think I touched on that already. Um, this is tied into the food industry. So the food industry is trying to milk as much money out of their products as they can and then cause uh, harmful effects. And then the pharma industry um, holding hands with it ends up taking over and then starts taking what it can out of you. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about that one. And then the last one, number five... Uh, we've been tricked into thinking the U.S. is a democracy, not knowing it's a corporate oligarchy. And uh, what is it? Uh, freedom to fascism. Uh, Aaron Russo was warning about that way long ago. But it, it is really silly, though. It, it's that thing. If I heard on uh, <clears throat> man, I don't even know how far back it goes where it says if voting changed anything, they, w they would make it illegal. And I, I've been asked as well, what thing have you voted on that actually sincerely affected you? Something that it, you voted on and lo and behold, the thing is now different around your area, around your neighborhood. And there's very, very few. I mean, apart from them taking more money from you, that's probably the biggest one. But uh, over here, there was also a proposition to build a speed rail. And that went through so many years ago, and uh, I don't, I, I don't believe that there's any evidence of it being done. Yet the taxes, I'm sure, are collected and and prepped for it. Um, yeah. So there you are, the five things that George Orwell has. Uh, they say predicted, but it's like these guys know, and they're, they're the ones pushing it, and. Uh, proposing it um, I guess I can leave you with the quote it, it, it was just really telling to me a man with a conviction is hard to change tell him you disagree and he turns away show him the facts and figures and he questions your sources appeal to logic and he fails to see your point um, this is one of those things that I've encountered so much and just like I was talking about with college graduates or college students it's just uh, builds and uh, builds this this uh, it, uh, Ravi Zacharias talked about how the actual um, how would you say the percentages of the youth versus the older 
generations are off. There's uh, like 60% more youth versus the 40% of adults. And of course, trying to sexualize the youth and trying to make people overtly uh, sexually active at a young age when they're not ready. There's there's so many things, the media sexualizing them, the, all the uh, influence that it has in that direction, that's not a surprise. But then when you have that and you connect it to a generation that it's very um, um, emotional and very visual, then it takes very little. But uh, again, I'll, uh, I'm going to point out the good news. The veil is ripping. It really is sounding very biblical. More and more celebrities are coming out. And I know that this was something that was said. And I, I still can't decide in my mind if it was the Pizzagate and all the things that got revealed then that spiraled deeper and deeper into let's throw the virus at them and let's keep moving these things and i've even heard talk saying that the if if uh hillary was president that we'd we'd be a mess this virus would have came along because it was planned and they would have got so much more control but uh trump really kind of threw a wrench into everything and made them restart their whole thing uh Again, I, I don't know where exactly I stand with all of that, but if the virus was already planned for 2020, then <clears throat> something has changed uh, uh, for the better, I feel. And we're uh, in a better place than we could have been. But uh, again, the veil is ripping. The What is a, um, I, I was just coming across some stuff uh, uh, that was introduced to me with a deeper into the whole Chris Hansen stuff, which I keep thinking of this uh, phrase, no more heroes. And it, it's, I mean, all the way back to when I started looking into Lincoln and all these different leaders that are labeled as such great people. And then you look into them, there were horrible people. They would beat women. They'd assault people. They would, it, it, it there's no limit. But, um, something seems to be awakening in everyone and the police protests and all of this stuff so i i just hope that it continues and i hope that people start or continue waking up and realizing all this stuff because it it's really hard to get back to normalcy I, I really hope that this just doesn't blow over and next thing you know you got another tom hanks movie uh, and Ellen Show and all this other stuff. Um, we don't need any of that. And I, I think that people are realizing more and more. And, and the more that these people are putting their foots in their mouths and Crystalia molesting little girls and uh, Bobby Lee admitting to ra uh, having sex with a minor in Mexico, it, all these things are coming out more and more and more. And I, I think that there is. Um, a good push. I, I don't want to say like the new agey, um, the vibrations are increasing and all, they're reaching new heights of consciousness and all that stuff. It's way out that woo woo out there stuff. But um, I, I think that there's things are looking up and 
all this darkness and negativity around us. So um, I, I hope I'm right. I, I feel that I'm right. So um, keep your head up. I appreciate you making it this far. Did I give you an hour? No. I owe you four minutes. I'm sure I'll have another audio where I'm, I'll be a lot longer. But thanks a lot, and I hope you're still enjoying these. And uh, stay tuned because I'm, I'm working on another um, podcast that if you're interested in, um, in uh, faith, then you might be uh, curious to listen to. So stay tuned and drop a comment if you want on my talk show. Uh, question all. I don't remember the name. One one two seven one 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 two six eight two, one, something like that. But yeah, question all um, on talkshoe dot com. Thank you for listening and take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.